Welcome back to Ice Pass Sports. I'm Griff. I'm Matt. And uh, what a what a week of football. We had a team put up 70 points. Um, yeah. That I think we should just jump right into the Dolphins, man. Yeah, I mean, dropping a 70 bomb on the Broncos. That's the, that's the what fourth time in NFL history that a, a team has scored 70 points in a game. Yeah. And it's the first time since like the 50s. Yeah, I the that Dolphins offense is just something, um, and the Broncos are in trouble. Yeah, I mean, uh, Mike McDaniel's just playing Madden out there, recruiting all the yeah. fastest guys and getting them the ball. Uh, but it's the the first time a team scored over sixty since I, I think in twelve years. Yeah, I, I believe so. It, I I don't know. It's it was just unbelievable. Like it was historic. Tua, Tua didn't throw an incompletion until like in either the end of the first half or the third quarter or something like that. Um, the the running backs. I mean. Where do we even begin? Raheem Mostert, 13 carries, 82 yards, three touchdowns. He had seven catches, 60 yards, and a receiving touchdown. Um, as of right now, after three weeks, he's the number one running back in fantasy. Yeah, I I can't believe that. I mean, he was going late, like 10th, 11th rounds uh, in most yeah, drafts. I, I did not have that on my bingo card. but um, And then he, he wasn't even the most impressive running back in that backfield. Um Devin Achan, who, which uh, or Davon Achan, I, he, he sent a whole big thing uh, yesterday talking about yeah. pronunciation, but um, it's no longer a chain; it's like a Chan. He had 18 carries, 203 rushing yards, two rushing touchdowns, and then added four receptions for 30 receiving yards and two receiving touchdowns. So he had f- four touchdowns as well. Um, I mean, eight touchdowns between two running backs. <laughs> it's just it's just comical. Like yeah, I. It's this is going to be a historic offense, mm-hmm. and they're going to be tough for anybody to beat. Um, I think this is the Dolphins' year. Yeah, maybe their defense has had some struggles, but you think down the line you're going to get Jalen Ramsey. Um, that's really going to beef up that yeah. secondary. I mean, yeah, Ramsey with Xavier Howard, if he could really turn it around. Xavier Howard's been a little meh to start the year. And last year he didn't have a great year, but this Dolphins offense, I, I don't see how many teams could put up more points than them at the end of the day. Yeah. I mean, again, speed, speed, speed. That's what that offense is built on. And two is the type of guy that all he's got to do is get the ball to, you know, the receiver or the running back and let them, you know, make a guy miss and make a play. Well, that's the thing. They dropped 70 without Jalen Waddle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's even like, the more you look into the game, the more comical it is. You know, I mean, I think the funniest part is that when uh, when Tua came into the league and Sean Payton was saying that he's going to be benched for uh, Teddy B, and yeah. Tua comes out and drops seventy on his head. Yep. And yeah. That, that you, was... Did you see the picture of Mike McDaniel's out in the out in the, out out in the, the stands? stands? You know, Some, who wants to call a play for me? Yeah, who wants to call a play? Uh, you know, oh, who do you need to score for uh, your fantasy football match yeah. this week? Oh. Mostert, uh, we'll, we'll get him another touchdown. <laughs> we'll get him his fourth. Yeah, that's that's just nutty. I mean, like you said, this is definitely a historic offense. We're going to be talking about this in you know future years. It's going to be like, oh, remember that time Dolphins laid the seventy thing is, points on the Broncos? It's really putting together a Madden offense. Like, yeah. just find guys with ninety-five plus speed, throw them out there, and just get them the ball. And that's what they're doing. And apparently, it works in real life. Yeah, I mean, that wasn't the only reason Week Three was crazy. Um, we had three what I would qualify as upsets yeah um starting off indianapolis beat baltimore i mean i i I did say that was a trap game last week but uh i was i was too afraid to to actually 
pick Indianapolis, so yep. I'll take the L there. Um, I mean, it was a close game, went to overtime. Lamar had two rushing touchdowns and over 100 yards on the ground, but couldn't get it done. They just can't get it done through the air right now. Um, a lot of it probably has to do with the fact that their O-line is just so banged up. Mm-hmm. Their defense is really banged up. But, man, uh, Gardner Minshew looked pretty solid. He did. Um, it, it you know makes you think is Shane Station's offense – uh, system offense, you know? Well, the thing is, like, I I really thought Baltimore was going to have a day through the air. Indy's secondary is just not good, and they performed. Yeah. Um, That's the reason they won the game. They shut down the receiving core. They mm-hmm. shut down Zay Flowers, and they, they got it done. Yeah, I mean, Zay Flowers still had a decent day. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he he's somebody that uh, I'd, I'd, you know, buy low right now in fantasy. Uh, 100%. Um, I, I th- he's he's going to finishes with over a thousand yards this year receiving um uh that's not the only upset though houston not only beat jacksonville they put a hurt in on jacksonville yeah they um, did stroud picked apart jacksonville's defense he had 280 yards and two touchdowns passing and tank Dell was really good as well uh shout out to uh you know him we had him on our week two waiver wire watch and uh he went and I uh, got five catches, 145 yards, and a uh, receiving touchdown. Yeah, he's um he's going to be special. I loved watching him at Houston just because he's so fast and just he's he's got the big playability, and we're seeing it here in the NFL. Um, he's really building the that connection with CJ Stroud. Yeah, and they're gonna be they're gonna be pretty fun to watch. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, because he's a speedy guy, but he's a pretty good route runner as well. And he's small. Yeah. I mean, so, he, he can get the separation. Yeah. Um, and, and and then the highlight of that game for me was, uh, you know, Andrew Beck with the 85-yard kick return touchdown. Uh, who, who ever heard of a fullback getting a kick return touchdown? Like, I don't know. Yeah, they, I, I don't know. And then, so, I mean, I, I bet a lot of people picked Jacksonville as a survivor's pool pick um, mm-hmm. this week. Um, and if you're like me, you picked Dallas, you faded Arizona, and Josh Dobbs just tore those dreams apart. And James Conner. Yeah. James Conner so far this season has 51 carries, 266, and two touchdowns. Um, I would like to say that before the season started, I said on the pod that James Conner is my fantasy ride or die this year. Um, and for good reason. I mean, he's... You're gonna have to rely on the run game when you kind of you you have a mid quarterback. That's not really a knock on Josh Jobs. It's just the fact that, I mean, it's the truth. Yeah. And you're not gonna be able to air it out all game long. You're gonna have to rely on the run game. the The run blocking is going to have to be exceptional if you're gonna want to pull off these wins. And James Conner had a day. He did. Uh, I mean, nothing brings me more joy as an Eagles fan than seeing the Dallas Cowboys lose. And it brings me even more joy to see them lose to the, arguably the worst team. <laughs> I mean, Arizona beat Dal ass um, pretty bad. I, I mean, Dak, come on, he's mid. Dude, I mean, not he, looking... he, he's, he's been put in a great situation from the get-go. You yep. know, he's had wide receivers like Des Bryant, Amari Cooper, now C.D. Lamb. Um, he has Brandon Cooks now, too. Um, and Gallup. And, and Gallup. I mean, he's, he's always had weapons and then he's had a backfield of either Ezekiel Elliott or Tony Pollard who are both you know prime Zeke was one of the best running backs in the league Dude, you know who looks pretty good is Rico Dowdle yeah that, that's surprising to me he was getting a lot of touches he's pretty explosive I uh yeah 
Um, the defense is really hurting without Trevon Diggs too. Yeah. Oh, I a hundred percent agree. Um, I mean, they, they just, they look, uh, slow and just all like, they really had to do was feed Hollywood that game. Yeah. Feed Hollywood, get it going on the ground. And that just set them up for success. And right from the jump, they had that game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I mean, it, you, you can definitely tell Dallas was looking past this game and onto probably, I don't, I don't know, this week's game or yeah. next week's game. Because how, how do you go out and lose to the Arizona Cardinals? I mean, uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, speaking of teams that uh, didn't have it from the start, um, Chicago Bears. <laughs> Man, the Bears, they stink. Um, I, I would like to go out on a limb. And I think last week I said that uh, Carolina may be worse than uh, the Cardinals. Um, the Bears are worse than both of them. Yeah. <laughs> the, the Bears, uh, I'll, I'll say it right now, the Bears are once again the the worst team in football. Yeah, I mean, they they did play one of the best teams in football in Kansas City, but the way they came out there and the way they performed was just lackluster. I mean, lackluster is a compliment. I Honestly, yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, Justin Fields, he has more interceptions than passing touchdowns on the year, and last last game against the Chiefs, he had less than 100 passing yards. He threw for 99 passing yards. I think he – maybe he was a little starstruck. He looked up. He saw Taylor Swift <laughs> up in the box. Yeah, oh, man. <laughs> uh, we're not going to talk about that. Uh, I'm sure you've already seen every single other that's, person. That's all it. That's all my Twitter is right now. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. But, um, I mean, the, what are they going to do there? They, they, they kind of went all in on this year and – you know, went all in on Justin Fields being their guy, and he's he's not. They they have to move on. If you're not going to utilize him in his running ability, you're you're going to have to move on. Um, Fields, he's he can't throw the ball. He, he just can't. Um, it, I mean, how many how many times is DJ Moore out there bailing him out on bad throws? Yeah, because he's just uh, DJ Moore. Shout out DJ Moore. He's a great receiver. I saw a tweet. I think I sent it to you. It was um. Hold Justin Fields in Dynasty. Terrell Pryor had a thousand yard receiving season. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, no, I mean, I just I feel bad for Bears fans because how do you how do you look at the the product that is Justin Fields this season and and have any hope? I really thought there was going to be significant improvement with this team after what they mm-hmm. did in the off season. I thought coming into this season, after what you saw with Justin Fields towards the end of the year, where he showed a ton of promise, I really thought this was going to be a year where yeah, maybe they're not above 500 but they're going to be in games um till the end and they they just haven't showed that at all i mean their general manager too i mean he talk about a guy that probably loses his job at the end of the year because you had the number one overall pick that in the draft this past year yeah you had your selection of quarterbacks between bryce young cj stroud anthony richardson hell even will levis if, if you were a big fan of him i mean you could have any of those four at pick one and instead you trade back I mean, I mean to be fair, at yeah, he, least this year, if he does get fired, a new GM coming in has two probably top five picks to work with because they do have the Panthers pick this year. Right, but you, you could have moved on from Justin Fields, you know, when when his value was almost peaking, and it's like, okay, we have this young quarterback that's you know improved the past two seasons. Let's trade him to like someone like Carolina. Still get a, pa- a similar package. Well, I think the issue here now is that, like, if you're sitting there picking at one, Caleb Williams is not going to want to play for the Bears. No. And he could easily just say, all right, I'm going back to school. 
Right. Because one, now he has no reason not to. The the money he can make playing in college football is just unreal. Mm-hmm. And two, why would you want to be in that situation where time and time again you see quarterbacks coming in and they're just set up for failure? Yeah. Like there hasn't been a quarterback set up for success in that offense, and that's not going to change anytime soon by the looks of it. No, not at all. I mean, they're probably going to end up being the number 32 in my uh, power rankings this week. Uh, I mean, there's going to be a lot of shifts in my power rankings this week. Um, of course, the, the week I put Dallas at number one, <laughs> they lose to the Cardinals, so they will be dropping. Um, but let's let's move on to our week four predictions. Starting off, um, our current records, week three, I went 10-6, Griff went 11-5. I am 28-20 and 20 overall. Griffin is 30-18 and 18 overall. Yep. You're up too. Starting off Thursday night football. We got a good competitive game. I think this will be a really good game. You got Detroit at Green Bay. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm looking forward to this one. You're going into Lambeau. I mean, the, the Detroit just put a hurting on Atlanta, but it's never easy going to Lambeau. And Green Bay has the momentum after, uh, you know, big, that big close comeback. game. Yeah, a close game against the uh, the Saints. Um, the thing here for me though is there's a lot of question marks. Uh, revolving around Green Bay's Hell. injuries. Yeah. Um, I mean, you got like Christian Watson, Aaron Jones, Jair Alexander. Jair Alexander, all guys that, you know, make a significant difference to this team. Uh, you know, possibly might miss Thursday night's quick turnaround. Yeah. I'm wondering, like I was watching uh, Aaron Jones pregame and it looked like he was running full sprint and looked okay. Um, I'm wondering if they were just being extra cautious with the, uh, some of these guys, knowing they have a short week knowing that they have a big divisional rivalry matchup coming into uh, com- coming back home. And I don't know. It, I think it would just make a lot more sense to sit them out that game against the Saints right. and then have them healthy against Detroit in a game that means a lot more. Um, so that's the kind of the way that I'm leaning. I'm still going to go Detroit on the road here. Yeah, I'm also taking Detroit on the road um, just because, you know, there is that, that question mark surrounding the injuries. Um you know, you got a bunch of star guys. That, if if I, you were to tell me Jair Alexander is playing, I'm probably leaning Green Bay. But because that's up in the air, I got to play it safe and take Detroit. Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, it's just gonna be. It'll be a really close game. I think it'll be a one score game. Yeah. Um, it should be a good Thursday night football game. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Not next week's though. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> so uh, Sunday, Sunday morning. Yeah. Um, London game, Atlanta at Jacksonville. Yeah, I hate it. I hate London games. And we, Jacksonville's playing back-to-back. Um, I'm going to go Jacksonville here. I mean, they need to bounce back. They need to get right on offense. And I, eh. Atlanta's looked good, though. Um, Atlanta's looked really good, except... Except for this game against Detroit. Yeah. Um, the offense just really couldn't get anything going, especially on the ground. Uh, I yeah, mean, I, I lean Jacksonville here, though. I was on the fence. This was a coin flip for me. Um, Jacksonville, I mean, they usually play pretty well in London. So I originally had taken Jacksonville, but the more I thought about it, I took Atlanta. I think Atlanta has a really good run game. I think that defense is improved. Um, you know, they, they, they couldn't get any offense going against Detroit, but I think this is a get right game for them here. Like you were saying for Jacksonville and, uh, I mean, Jacksonville, I, I know anything can happen in divisional games, but allowing 37 points to Houston, uh, is is alarming. Doesn't today. Kyle Pitts like have more touchdowns in London than he does in the U.S.? <laughs> Sounds about right. <laughs> Probably true. So I, I'm I'm barely taking Atlanta here. All right. 
Um, we got Miami at Buffalo. This I I can't wait to watch this game. I'm gonna go Miami on the road. Um, it's it's so tough for me to to even pick that. Uh, just because like divisional matchups, I usually lean if they're if they're like a close matchup like this, I usually lean to the home team and I I, I lean towards a split for the season. But after putting up 70 points, that team has to be their confidence level has to be through the roof right now. And I just don't see how Buffalo is able to slow them down enough to win this game. So I'm, I'm going the opposite. I'm going Buffalo here at home. Uh, because I, I think like you said, you said they're going to be riding that high in that confidence, right? I think they're going to be overly confident and they're going to slip up and Buffalo is going to pull out the win here. It's going to be a close game. It's going to be a really competitive game, but uh, you know, every time you have a, a team that you know has a huge performance, you're a baseball guy. Look, look at like the MLB. Whenever a, a team goes and has like 14 runs one game, they usually put up like one or two the next, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's everything evens out in the NFL. You know, you go and you put up 70 points one week. I think you're going to come back and and they're going to have you know a poor offensive showing this this upcoming week. Um, and plus, everybody thinks it's going to be a shootout because you got two you know, high-powered offenses. I I think the opposite. I think this is going to be a, a really heavy defensive matchup. I think you're going to. I'm excited to see the the Von Miller, um, you know, matchup uh, against that that Dolphins offensive line. Teron Armstead is he back yet? Uh, no, I don't think he is. So you got uh, Von Miller going up against you know a backup offensive tackle there. Uh, I I think two is going to get a lot of pressure. And, uh, it, you know, how is he going to perform in the face of... How will he showcase his jujitsu? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I just... I have, a feel, I have a gut feeling about Buffalo here. All right. Um, we got game of the week, Denver at Chicago. Oh, God. Uh, spare me. Um, listen, I'm going to go Denver. Chicago's really bad. Denver's really bad. Um, Denver just had... Uh, Denver just had 70 dropped on their head. They lost by 50, and they're two-and-a-half-point favorites on the road. Um, I think that says a lot about the Bears. Um, and th- this game is going to be very low-scoring. Yeah. I, I, Denver's defense definitely just just got absolutely <laughs> embarrassed. <laughs> I mean, 70 is just <laughs> – how do you even show up for this game? But the the only reason I, I would show up for this game is if you were playing the Bears – um, and, uh, <laughs> so, so Denver, um, I mean, Russell Wilson hasn't actually looked that bad. I mean, if, if it weren't for the defense letting up 70 points, <laughs> uh, I think the, the worst part is you're down by 50 and Russell Wilson's still in the game. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I mean, Chicago, you're right. Chicago is that bad. Justin Fields. I mean, Pat Sertain probably locks up. DJ Moore. Yeah. I mean, he did get pretty exposed against Miami, but this is a get right game for Denver. I mean, Sean Payton's must be seething with anger after getting all those points. Listen, I'll tell you one thing for Chicago is I'm starting, um, Roshan Johnson all day long after that performance from the, uh, (laughs) from the Miami running backs against that Denver defense. Yeah. Yeah. Let's let's just move on. (laughs) Give me Denver Baltimore at Cleveland. I, it's so hard to not go Cleveland here, and I'm going to go Cleveland. They just allowed less than 100 yards to Tennessee, which, granted, Tennessee is also not a great offense, but 
Baltimore coming off a pretty embarrassing loss, I'd say. Um, lots of high expectations for Baltimore this year, and so far their offense just really hasn't gotten going. Mm-hmm. Um, they had a good win against Cincy. They struggled in the first half against uh, the Texans. And Cleveland, their their defense is going to carry that team. Um, and I, I think it's going to be really tough for it, the the backups on the O-line if they're still banged up and if Linderbaum and um, uh, Stanley are out. Like, I, I just don't see a way that Miles Garrett's not in there every single time that Lamar drops back to pass. Yeah, and uh, it's not just Miles Garrett. You got Zedarius Smith back there, too, is – you know, no slouch. Uh, I, I like Cleveland uh, at home. Cleveland surprised me because I thought they were going to take a step back without Chubb. In fact, they didn't lose any step at all. Yeah. Um, they went right in, right in stride, and they won week three. Uh, give me Cleveland at home. All right. We got Cincy at Tennessee. Tennessee, I mean, they. you just said it. They, they were bad week yeah. three. Yeah. Um, I mean, they're really home, bad. but Cincy looks like they've finally kind of gotten – you know their swag back. With, yeah, with uh, after last night's win over the the Rams. Listen, just get get the ball to Jamar Chase, and you're going to have no problems winning this game. A hundred percent agree. Um, yeah, I'm taking Cincy on the road here. Yeah, and Tennessee secondary isn't the greatest. You got T. Higgins, Jamar Chase. I mean, mixing out of the backfield. That as long as Burrow is still healthy, you know, I mean, that calf, it's going to be a weekly thing for the next couple weeks yep it's gonna be tough but he's gonna have to as long as it's not gonna cause any significant damage like he's gonna have to play through pain yeah um because the team needs him to right i mean yeah i mean who's their backup jake browning yeah like (laughs) that's not a guy that's gonna come in and step in and win you games he's no gardener no 100 like you start off 0-2 um you, you have that bounce back win last night and you have what should be a gimme here. Oh, I, no, no wins a gimme, but you know what I mean. Yeah. You know, a, a, on paper, must... on paper, they should. It's a, it's a game they should win probably yeah. nine times. And then all of a sudden, you're five hundred after week right. four. Um, yeah, take give me uh, Cincy. Yep. Rams at Indianapolis. Yeah, I'm gonna go Indy here. Um, Indy at home, coming off a huge win for them. Uh, probably getting Anthony Richardson back this week. Um, and I think I think Anthony Richardson has has a day. I think you saw the flashes of what he was capable of in the, uh, in the Houston game before he went out with a concussion. Mm-hmm. Um, and you saw some flashes against Jacksonville week one. Sure. He had, he had a stupid pick that he threw, but for the most part, he's, he's looking like he's becoming more comfortable. Um, and I think he's going to be a big difference maker, especially with his legs. It's going to be tough coming off a concussion to have that confidence to scramble and, He's just got to learn to get down. Don't take the hits. And this team might be pretty solid this year. Yeah, I mean, and you might be getting Jonathan Taylor back yeah. in, what, next, next week? week. Uh, th- another game that was a coin flip for me. Went back and forth, back and forth. I eventually settled on the Rams. Yep. Uh, the Rams have stayed in every game they've played this season. I mean, you go out, you win week one. You then lose a close game to San Francisco week two, who's one of the best teams in the league. And then, you know, you you lose last night to Cincinnati. In another close In one. another close game. And Cincinnati, I mean, although they started 0-2, it's still the Bengals. I mean, yeah. That, that's still a really good team. In Cincy. Yeah, in Cincy. Um, I, 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 I like the Rams. You know, Stafford 
looks like his old self. He looks really good. Yeah, he struggled a bit last night, but... Yeah, um, I mean, Tutu Atwell and uh, Puka Nakua have, have started, you know, really carved out roles for themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to get you first downs. Yeah, even Nakua, in a, in a quiet game, he had 5 for 75. Yeah, uh, I just, I I think the, the Rams are going to, they're a well-oiled machine on offense right now, and I think they, they take down Indy in a close game. All right, that's fair. Um, we got Tampa Bay at New Orleans. Um, the return of LASIK Jameis. <laughs> um, Derek Carr is probably going to be out. He's week to week. There's no reason to play him in this game. Um, I'm going to go with Tampa Bay on the road uh, in a very close one. Um, low scoring. What, what was he doing? He, he was eating those dubs. <laughs> Jameis? No, I like Tampa here. Um, you know, Tampa went out and, you know, they, they lost – what wasn't really a close one against Philadelphia, yeah. um, but their their defense didn't look too bad. Um, uh, New Orleans, like with their car's injury, I, I, that's obviously going to be a big hit. Do have and, the return of Alvin Kamara this week, though. Yeah, that's that's also true. Alvin Kamara is coming back. Um, what does scare me about this game is that I could totally see Jameis Winston coming out and Tampa not having a lot of film on him in the last couple of years. You know, how do you prepare for Let me him? tell you, I, I really think watching Jameis to Olave is going to be a lot of fun. Because mm-hmm. Jameis is not afraid to air that ball out. No. And you tell Olave to run a go, and he's going. Yeah. So, so I mean, I just I, I think, you know, not knowing what you're going to get out of Jameis Winston. Yeah, no, I think that's the biggest question mark. Yeah, I, I, I could see New Orleans, you know, capitalizing off of that and, and winning in a close one. But I got to lean Tampa Bay. I mean, Baker Mayfield, uh, up until last night, has looked really solid. Um, I mean, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. Mike Evans is just Mike Evans. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's a I, Hall of Fame receiver. Marshall like, Mattimore does own Mike Evans. so he I does. do expect a big, He really does. I do expect a big game out of Chris Godwin, but I like Tampa here. Yeah, I agree. Washington at my Philadelphia Eagles. I don't think this one's close. Yeah, I, I think this is finally the first game this year that – is a statement for Philly, and we blow them out. Yeah, you kind of have to, especially how they how Washington just looked against Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you, this is a tough stretch for them. Buffalo, and then you guys. Yeah, that's that's not really fair. Um, Sam Howell looked terrible. Yeah, he he's not, he's not good. Um, <laughs> I was I really wanted to give him some credit, and I I was really trying to give him praise after the first two weeks. It, it's tough. Um, Philly by a lot. Yeah, I mean. Hurts, I feel like it's a new excuse every week for him. But I'm going to be straight out. He doesn't look that good this year. He looks like he's regressed. Um, I mean, we're still winning games, and that's all that really matters. Uh, the shoulder's bothering him. Yeah, there's, I, something, there's something up with the shoulder. He doesn't have the confidence. Yeah, I think that's the biggest thing right now. I mean, and, and they were saying last night, like, he came down with, like, the flu before the game. Um, I mean, he, he threw two interceptions. He's been turning the ball over, mm. which was something he did not do a lot of last yeah. year. Um, and this just concerns me for when we start having to play, you know, good teams. Good teams. <laughs> uh, I, I still like Philly here. I mean, that that defense was dominant last night. I, I think we have a top three defense in the league. I, I completely agree with that. Uh, and our, our run game, again, DeAndre Swift behind that offensive line is just lethal. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, to Philly by a lot at home. Got Minnesota at Carolina. <laughs> this game's going to be rough to watch, too, I think. Um, I think Minnesota gets their first win. I think it's an ugly one. Mm-hmm. And I think they 
probably win by like a field goal. For some reason, this feels like a game that Carolina could just pull off. Mm-hmm. Um, Minnesota, man, they're they're not looking good. This is a must win for Minnesota. Well, yeah. last last week was a must win for Minnesota, and I'm sorry, I, Minnesota deserved to win that game. Yeah, the, the Chargers got lucky towards the end. Um, yeah, I mean Minnesota's defense. Shame on them for allowing the Chargers to score last minute. But I don't know, man. I, how do you stop Justin Jefferson? You don't. Uh, and and Carolina, I just don't think has the the defense capabilities you know, to. You know, Jefferson was he, he finished with one forty nine uh, receiving, and he was one yard away from being the first ever receiver in NFL history to start the season first three games with one fifty. Oh wow. Yeah, I mean he's he's just unbelievable. But I mean, you start out zero three. If if I'm Justin Jefferson, I'm going up to management for the the Vikings, and I'm like, why should I sign a contract extension with you guys if we can't win? You know? No, oh, I I agree. I mean, Kirko has been lighting up the stat sheet. It's just this this defense in Minnesota has been horrible this year. And last year, like they they were the worst. Uh, they were the the worst pass defense. Madison had a better game. I, I didn't really pay attention to that game. Did he have a fumble early on? Um, I don't see a fumble on here. No, no fumble. He uh, he had 20 carries, 93 yards, and then five catches, 32 yards. Better game, averaged 4.65 a carry. Um, showed improvement. And then you bring it in Cam Akers, hopefully figure out that ground game. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm going to go Minnesota still. I, I really do think this is a close one though and if the if the vikings start zero and four there's you got to make some decisions yeah like do you trade kirk do you like i i don't know you just want him on the jets <laughs> kirko kirko i would love kirko on the jets <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah no i mean minnesota but this this should be a close game uh pit at houston I'm taking Pitt. I mean, Me Houston's too. coming off a big win. They just lit up 37. For the same logic, I have Miami uh, losing. I mean, Houston losing. You have a big game. You're overly confident. You're going to go in underprepared. You're going to lose. Still, plus, Pitt, plus, Pitt's defense is just awesome. Yeah. Coming off in the, uh, bit, another big win for them. Mm-hmm. That's two in a row. Um, TJ Watt is a monster. He's a game wrecker. He really is a game wrecker. Um, yeah, I'm going Pitt as well. Although, although... I mean, Houston's offense has looked pretty solid, so I I I get to be see it see it being somewhat close. Um, Najee Harris looks like he's running with jeans on though, <laughs> <laughs> wet jeans. <laughs> like, yeah, I, he he's got no explosiveness. <laughs> like, I don't know what's going on there. Yeah, no, he I I don't know what he's falling off. Um, Vegas at the Chargers, uh, Grapplo concussion protocol. Mm-hmm. He's hurt once again. Mm-hmm. Surprise, surprise. Um, I got to go Chargers at home. I mean, you ride that momentum. You just beat Minnesota. You escaped barely. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm also going the Chargers here. But Mike Williams is out with with the ACL tear for the rest yeah, of the season. That's a huge blow. But Keenan Allen looks like a top three receiver in the league right now. Yeah, no, I, I was, I've always been a huge fan of Keenan Allen. Me too. He's just, he's one of the better route runners in the league, and he's just one of these guys that's, he's always open every play. And uh, yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd really go out on a limb and say he's a top three route runner too. Yeah, probably. I mean, you got to put like Adams up there, and yeah, you know, Hill I think is a pretty good route runner as well. But uh, yeah, no, I just, 
I don't see Vegas with who's their starter going to be. Aiden O'Connell. I don't see them beating the Chargers. Yeah. Um, no, I agree. And Josh Jacobs has had a slow start the year. Yeah, he's got to figure that out. Yeah. Especially if he wants that contract somewhere. Yeah, for sure. Um, next up, New England at Dallas. Yeah, I mean, this is get-right game for Dallas. They have to bounce back. Mm-hmm. Um, I really do think this is going to be a close one, and I really, really, really thought about taking New England here. Wow. Okay, so I'm glad it's not just me. Yeah, no, uh, I, w- I, I almost highlighted it. Um, I really think this is like a, a three-point game either way. Um, New England's defense is really solid. Yeah, I, they have a top 10 defense in the league. 100%. Christian Gonzalez. He's so good. What a I'm steal. so glad I picked him to win Defensive Rookie of the Year. <laughs> oh, my God. he He's a stud. And, I mean, granted, it's Zach Wilson, mm. and it was in the rain, whatever. They were missing all three Joneses at corner. Yeah. And they still locked everyone down. Yep. So, you got that mixed with the pass rush. You got Matt Judon coming off the edge, who's a game wrecker himself. Yep. Um, it's going to be a tough day. Um, Dallas is going to struggle, I think. I think they're going to come out the gates pretty slow. And I think if Mac Jones is able to attack downfield and take advantage of no Trayvon Diggs, mm-hmm. this New England team could pull it off. I, I I could definitely see New England pulling this this one out. Um, I mean, Dallas – well, Bel- Belichick uh, always takes away your best weapon, right? Mm-hmm. So it's going to be a – Matter of does he take away Tony Pollard in the run game or CD Lamb and then you know the receiving game? Yeah. Um. So I mean that that's going to be a, a fun matchup to to watch. I I, I think it's going to be more so taking away that run game. I think he's going to be stacking the box I compl- a lot. I, I really agree. Try to make stop Dak Pollard. Throw it. Yeah, and make Dak beat you. Um. I I think Christian Gonzalez finishes the game with an interception as well. I can see it. Uh. But I I think Dallas at the end of the day will end up pulling it out. That they need to win after. Losing Arizona, you you need to win. Yeah, no, I agree. I think the, the defense just has to get right too. Yep. Um, and I mean, I, I expect a lot of pressure from Micah Parsons this game. Yeah, I. It's just it's crucial for your your confidence. Yeah. Uh, and speaking of Arizona, Arizona at San Francisco, Arizona falls back down. Yeah. To earth, I think they lose here. San Fran, pretty San, big. San Fran's, they're just so good. Yeah, and I mean Nick Bose is a beast. Everybody on that. I mean, every level that they have so is. much cap space too. Yeah, like I was, I was looking at this. Uh, I, it was a Twitter thing about um, if Devonte Adams becomes available, if they could go out and get Devonte Adams, if if Vegas keeps struggling and they decide to trade him, they could add him for nothing. It, it would do nothing to their cap. Um, but even now, without without that, they're. They've got so many playmakers on offense. You and defense. And defense. Yeah. You got Brandon Ayuk. You've got uh Debo, George Kittle, Kittle CMC. It's it's a fun team. Yeah, I I hate how good San Francisco is. I mean it's it's San Francisco and Philadelphia's, you know, conference and yeah. Yeah, that, that's likely what that conference matchup's gonna be come the playoffs. Um and I mean, they, they they worry me. Brock Purdy looks really good. He does. Um, but also, man, Trent Williams is a thug. I just want to come out <laughs> and say that, bro. How do you go and, and and punch another player in? You know, from under the helmet too. Yeah. And and you don't even get ejected. Yeah. You know, it, it's uh, uh, negating penalties because either team has penalties. That's ridiculous. And don't tell me you sit here and the officials didn't have a good angle of that. 
it was all over Twitter. Mac Jones is a thug too. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, he, he punched, uh, you know, sausage sauce, private parts. Yeah, his gonads. Doesn't want him having kids. Yeah, um, but rant out of the way. Uh, Speaking of the Jets, yeah, we got KC Sunday night. Let's go, man! <laughs> yeah. Oh, I can't wait to watch the Jets get fifty balled. Oh man, I mean, yeah, KC looks really good. Um, if Taylor Swift's out this game, forget it. Uh, Travis Kelsey's going for two touchdowns. <laughs> she does love MetLife. Oh man. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, uh, I, I, I gotta go Casey. I, I, I don't think anybody could look at this Jets team, look at how Zach Wilson has played and have confidence in saying that the Jets could win a game. Yeah. I mean, Joe Namath said that. Joe Namath said it best. He's telling it how it is. Yeah. Didn't he, didn't he say it's like just straight disrespectful to have yes. Zach Wilson out there playing right <laughs> yes, now? Yes, it is. Oh, it's wow. just not fun. Imagine the one of the best quarterbacks from your franchise coming out and just, just saying that you you playing and doing your job is just disrespectful. <laughs> That's got to suck for Zach Wilson's confidence, though. Yeah, no, I, I feel kind of bad for the kid. He was thrown out there a little too early. That I mean, they never gave him really a chance to develop. They never yeah. tried to develop him. I know. Um, it's tough. But yeah, the, Casey. Yeah, Casey, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we lose by 30. And Monday Night Football, Seattle at New York. Should I, be a good one. I think this would be a close game. I agree. I'm glad there's not two Monday night games again. I'm not a fan of that. Um, yeah. I'm going to go Seattle on the road. I'm also going Seattle on the road, but by a small sliver of a margin. Yeah. I, I think they win by like two or three. Yeah, um, I think Kenneth Walker has a good game, especially after what CMC did against the Giants. Um, yeah, well, the thing with the Giants too, though, is you know there was a lot of calls that did not go their way on, on Thursday against San Fran. I, that that game was pretty close for the first three quarters. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. And and you know, come the fourth, it just you know they kind of fell apart. Jones had a pretty bad interception, but other than that, I mean, they're they're not a horrible team. Yeah, you know, they're just they have a lot of mistakes they got to fix. Yep. So give me Seattle. All right, it's time for the week four waiver wire watch. Yeah, we'll try to wrap this one up a little quick. Yeah. Um, Obviously, to start it off, Devon HN. Yep. Um, Historic game. Yeah. He scored over 50 fantasy points in standard PPR leagues. Yep. Uh, he's a young and speedy running back. He fits great in Mike McDaniel's system. And he outcarried Mostert last week. So, I think he's uh, high upside RB3 I'd be, going I'd be a little cautious. Um, yeah. Raheem Mostert's still RB1 there. And I will stand by that. And my friends who are Dolphins fans will stand by that. Raheem Mostert is a very, very, very good RB1 for them. Um, he just fits their offense perfectly. But to have a complimentary back like this, like Devin A. Chan, um, I, don't, I still don't even know how to pronounce it. I'm just, I'm, I'm going to call them all different things until it works. <laughs> um, I, I think... Choo-choo, here I, comes the A. Chan. <laughs> I, I think he's he's definitely worth keeping on your roster. Yeah, no, he's definitely worth a stash. Um, but... Uh, I don't know. You, you got to wait a couple more weeks. Maybe once buys start coming and going, mm-hmm. uh, then you you throw him in your lineup if you you, you absolutely have to. Um, it just he's too boomer, boomer bust in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, next up, some guy a guy that's not boomer bust is Tutu Atwell. Yeah. Uh, he had another week with a great stat line: four catches, fifty yards, and a touchdown. Uh, he also had a, a twenty-two yard rush yep. as well. Um, I mean, he looks like a playmaker, and the Dude, Rams. He's wide receiver fourteen right now. The Rams, obviously, yeah, the Rams obviously know that he's a playmaker. 
Um, if he hasn't been claimed yet in your leagues, now's the time to do so. He's he's still available in 35% of leagues, which is crazy to me. Yeah, I mean, he's put up, what, 15-plus fantasy points in PPR leagues? Yeah. Three weeks straight? Six for 119, seven for 77, four for 15 a touchdown, and yeah. And, and the difference between him and Puka Nakua is, you know, I think Puka Nakua is going to see a, a large um, decrease in targets once Cooper Cup comes back. Well, Tutu he's, Atwell, he's running the Cooper Cooper right. Cup route tree. So yeah, 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 he he's he's filling in for Cooper Cup. You know, you've heard of system quarterbacks. Puka Nakua is a system receiver right now. Tutu Atwell, on the other hand. This is a guy that, you know, he's he's not playing that slot role. He's playing on the outside. He's going to be a guy to stretch Steph- the field like everyone thought Van Jefferson was. And it, yep. it's been 2-2 Atwell, and it's going to continue being 2-2 Atwell in that offense. Yeah, he's an, a high upside wide receiver three. I'd definitely go out and get him if he hasn't been claimed. Another guy that I'd go out and get is Tank Dell. Yeah. Followed up a great week two performance with yet another impressive outing. Uh, he appears to be a trusted target for Stroud. Um, and Stroud's been airing the ball out, so yeah, uh, I think Tank is again another high upside wide receiver. And especially three. We, we talked about this real quick before the uh, before we started in an offense that's not very good, a team that's not very good. You're going to get a lot of the garbage time there, right? You're right. Um, so well, let's go into CJ Stroud next. Yeah. Uh, while we're on this topic, I mean back back weeks with two hundred over two hundred eighty passing yards and two touchdowns for Stroud. Uh, he's not a bad quarterback to stash and possibly even start depending on how your quarterback situation is. Mm-hmm. If you have someone like Justin Fields uh, that you spent a high draft pick on, maybe go out and get Stroud. Uh, Houston's been throwing the ball a lot. And, you know, like you said, they're going to be down a lot of games. They're going to be throwing. Yeah. Um, you know, Stroud's going to get a ton of garbage time points. And we got two receivers um, on the Chargers here, Quentin Johnston and Josh Palmer. Like we said, Mike Williams out for the year with a torn ACL. So that really sucks for that offense. Um, somebody's got to fill into that wide receiver two role. Obviously, Keenan Allen's got that one on lock. Um, but Quentin Johnston and Palmer are going to be fighting for target share. Johnston, very similar to uh, Mike Williams, and he was a first-round pick for a reason. Um, he's more of a project receiver, though, yeah. and they may not want to start him into this bigger role so early on. Um, Josh Palmer is also a guy that Herbert has you know, built that trust with. He, he trusts him. Um, you know, every year it seems like they have a wide receiver go down and he steps up. Yep. Um, he should be, I would take, uh, I would take Palmer right now. If you're looking for somebody to fill in right now, I think it's Palmer over Johnston long run Quentin Johnston all day long for me. Yeah. I mean, I loved Quentin Johnston coming into the draft and the fact that they added him to an already, you know, pretty, I'd say stacked receiving core. Uh, I think it's just unfair. Quentin Johnson's just going to continue to get better. He's like a taller, faster Traylon Burks. Well, the thing with him, I, I really, I really thought he was pretty similar to Mike Williams to begin with. Yeah. Um, and I, I think that that's going to benefit him in long term if you could work him more into that offense and give him more of the Mike Williams route tree and really work him into that. I think it'll be very beneficial for him moving forward. Yeah, I mean, he's he's going to be a playmaker sooner than later. Yeah. Uh, and I'll let you finish out the waiver wire watch. Yeah, he, he's not guy. available in a lot of leagues. He's available, I think, roughly 25%. But Sam Laporta, um, currently tight end two in PPR. He's had at least five catches in his first three games. Week three, he's coming off a game where he had 11 targets, brought in eight catches, 84 yards, and a touchdown. And like I said, there's a good chance he's not available. But if he is, go out and get Sam Laporta. 
Yeah, I mean, he's he's been a safety blanket for Jared Goff. And, I mean, it's really rare to see a, a rookie, a rookie yeah. uh, tight end step in and, you know, make an immediate impact. But Laporta isn't like most rookie tight ends. No. Uh, I mean, he's just – he's a receiving monster. Um, especially in, like, you know, dynasty or keeper leagues, if you can add yeah. him. If he already isn't added, um, it should be a priority to get him on your roster. That's going to wrap us up. Yep. Um Enjoy the week of football. We've got some good games, some not so good games. Mm-hmm. Um, let us know in the comments what you guys think about uh, potential waiver ads or anything like that. And we'll see you guys. Ne- oh, actually, you know what? Follow us on social media. Yeah. Alice Best Sports on Instagram and TikTok at Alice Best Pod on Twitter slash X. And you can check out the video version of this episode on the Ice Bath Sports Podcast YouTube page. We'll see you guys next Tuesday. And as, as always, always, stay, stay cool. cool.